0: chance the rapper you know he's you know somebody that i really appreciate in terms of the the album that came out a couple years ago uh, color what's here. your favorite song by him well i mean i i here's the all the one, wow. <laughs> the one criticism isn't <laughs>
1: wow so much shade and you're listening again i'm your host josh and even though you just turned this podcast on this is the second or third time because my co-host likes the sound of his own voice tell him steve
2: i accidentally had the uh, monitor setting on and it was just replaying in my it was an echo of my own voice and it was just too much and um we had to get rid of it anyway mm. josh introduced himself i'm steven and we have our our uh, guest jason with us hey and guys
0: hey,
2: hey. go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you speak whenever
1: you want to <laughs> Welcome. turn this is very comfortable here put your feet it's... on my couch
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah mm.
1: right. thanks for thanks for having me anytime anytime that you want to talk about what are we talking about today steve
2: Chance the rapper and Christian music, and ultimately, wow! Does that's a, that's half an interesting opinion.
1: juxtaposition. Chance the rapper and Christian music.
2: No, no it's not a juxtaposition. Best, best
1: concert I mean, ever.
2: Chance the rapper He's considers opening. himself a a Christian artist, and I consider himself one as well. But it's a long way away from what I was uh, grown up in. But like, I don't want to get ahead of myself um, or get ahead of ourselves. Um Anyway, Chancellor Rapper came out with a post a couple months ago on Instagram where he basically says, I'm on a plane headed out of the country on my first sabbatical. Uh, I'm going away to learn the word of God, which I'm admittedly very unfamiliar with. And he tells a story about how basically his nephew was has been reading the Bible and he just has figured out he doesn't know as much as his nephew does and he wants to learn. And I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. Because, I mean, anytime you get a chance to to, to grow in knowledge and learn, it's a great thing. And I resonate with that because I was there with him at one time, too, um, where I I wanted to be a pastor. Also shown up by your nephew. Also shown (laughs) up. Yes. My uh, two-year-old nephew was... (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Shamed you. Shamed you. But...
2: (laughs) But what about Deuteronomy,
1: Uncle Steve?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk yet, but yeah, it, it was it was embarrassing. That look. Um,
1: <laughs> Tell me about Balaam and his donkey. <laughs> Tell me that story.
2: But I think we've all been part of the, of the Christian subculture, especially the 1990s, um, which I will argue was the best time of Christian music uh, mm. culture as well. Yeah, but-
1: Heavy focus on Jonah and the whale. Not so much Balaam and his donkey. <laughs> Jonah and the whale, though, huge.
2: Yes, I'm not sure. Idiot yes. in the police? mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> But I don't know. I, I guess here's uh, my, my question for you. Is it an overreaction for me to be concern for Chancellor rapper as he's going to, to be reading and then reading these books gathering these different influencers around him um and he has such a position of of um authority and music and his, and, and such a base um is it okay for me to be concerned that it may ruin that art that he's already created
1: hmm I don't I don't think so I think I I I guess at this point um, a a lot a lot of uh, influencers if you will seem to be influencing people but I think you see it in the fire festival that went awry that you know that Instagram this is going to be new so hip and awesome. And then it turned out not to be, I think, I think you're seeing the internet come of age to a point where just because it's free or just because this is the new word from someone, it's not being taken at face value. I I would think of it more like, uh, think of it more like Silicon Valley, (laughs) the show from HBO, right? Like you have the, you have the yoga, you know, the, uh, the the hip place. The, uh, in the Indian character who plays like a shaman and he gives advice to the CEO and really the CEO in every scene is just doing what he wants to anyway he's just looking for yeah yeah, yeah. himself and It's it's it, I, w- I wouldn't be worried about the influencers like here's what here's what the Bible really says
0: like yeah yeah you're right you're so right I I am right. You know, I find this interesting. Number one, uh, Chance the Rapper, you know, he's, you know, somebody that I really appreciate in terms of the the album that came out a couple of years ago, uh, Coloring. What's York. your favorite song by him? Well, I mean, I, I, here's the, All the them. one criticism wow. isn't. <laughs> so,
1: wow. So much shade. Well, uh, welcome. Be our guest. Really, blessings. Well, um, I really like Let blessings,
0: um, <laughs> <I> really like <laughs> blessings right. a lot, but one <laughs> of my criticisms would be that, you know, there is sort of this, uh, repetitive, like style through most, uh, through most of the album and that, and that's okay. That's, that's a choice that they, that they make. But, um, uh, but I think that A that's Grammy
2: award winning choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think
0: <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, and that encouraged me to listen to the album uh, many times actually at the, you know, when they won the Grammy and I thought it was great, but here, so here's the point, even in that album, he speaks to, uh, you know, where faith is been important to him already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, it didn't diminish from the uh, intensity of the points he was trying to make about, how difficult life, you know, in his hood or his growing up uh, was, right? So that was mm-hmm. still a big part of that story, despite the fact that he was also reflecting on blessings. And what I found interesting about the post that, you know, we're referring to in terms of his sabbatical and wanting to read the Bible was that he was saying how he wants to be able to get up to speed on the word of God so that he could, you know, help his nephew have the knowledge and tools to F y'all up. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so even in that moment, um, I think there's this sort of uh non um uh over the top Christian knees. Yeah. Uh he he's not fallen to that. I don't I'm not necessarily worried that that this is gonna be a change for him um uh, because he's going on sabbatical to to read up a little.
1: Mm, I'm actually excited for you know what comes after he's done this. I I think it'll be really interesting. I uh I look forward to what
2: comes next. I just don't want, and so I grew up in you know in the era where you were supposed to burn all of your secular CDs if a song had a swear a swear word on it. Um, what what was wrong with you? And Are, you
1: want you want to go back there? No, you, I, that's I that's don't want to go want back, back
2: there. To? I, I I I don't want to go back there at all. <laughs> but like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, you know, and again, we all went to Liberty University where where we see this power grab sometimes of right. of this. I'm, I'm an of authority. Enforced piety. Yeah. Enforced piety, piety. Yeah. Enforced politics and all these enforcement. It used to be done by inquisitions. Right. <laughs> and now it's done by shame and power.
0: You know, um, there is an effect that I think uh, has... You know, from a Christian standpoint, when I remember growing up was that anytime there was an artist who kind of gave a nod to Christianity, we wanted to adopt that person as our um, sort of uh, champion. You know, and or if we had a Christian artist who crossed over into mainstream, like Jars of Clay, uh, yeah, yeah, like we were so is proud it. of them, and we were like, "Listen, everybody, these are the this is this is it. We finally made it as respected and in, in the industry overall." So I think, I think that kind of plays a big part in our makeup uh, for having gone through that in the '90s and 2000s.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think I think after uh the evane- evanescence evanescence <laughs> I, I think he, I I was hoping that like you know most most uh the, those who enjoy christian music would wake up to the bands who play these things at less being for them and more like inserting the name of the town that they're in into a right. song as like a you know hey you're the, you guys are the best i love atlanta yeah L- it's less similar. than uh you know i am i am an artist i want to play music for a living and the more people who like it the more awesome
2: i can become like katy perry yeah. i like katie perry i think there's a big difference between um mxpx and dc talk right mxpx when they you know went okay, more
1: you you say you say mxpx like everybody knows who mxpx is they're a That's... punk band from
2: <laughs> Bremerton, washington um they made it mainstream but they did yes they did well what, 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 what was their song um mm-hmm I hear hear him on the radio. I hear him on the radio. So mainstream. So mainstream. I stand by it. I stand stand by this. I stand by it. It wasn't
0: my first choice, I'll be honest with you. Come back to uh, Jars of Clay. At least you can name the song, the crossover hit.
2: There were a couple songs, you know. In fact, I'll tell you this
1: You haven't seen a church band make it like this since Ray Charles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I think well so this is funny with MXPX and maybe this is emblazoned in my mind is when they went more mainstream someone said be careful you're going to go you know uh, roam away like the Buffalo did and they named their city like going the way of the Buffalo or roaming the way of the Buffalo um, as sort of a, like a little poke in that, that, that in that person's eye of like you know we'll do what we want Um, sure there may have been other bands I could have picked. Oh, how about Switchfoot? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Switchfoot. Okay. For sure. That's, that's better. That's better. That's (laughs) it. Yeah. Meant to live. Um, so if
1: if I have to dig back into my brain to try and find what you, what you
2: mentioned, I just, I need a connection. Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) before we move to our next one, I I do have a lighthearted question I wanted to ask. Um, Mm-hmm. Name a handful of your most nostalgic Christian music memories, moments, or bands. Something that that remind you know of the epic uh, greatness of of Christian music. The best concert, epic greatness. The, uh, epic greatness. I. I've, oh, I mean. I've... I feel like you're making the task a
1: little too hard. (laughs) A little too hard.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Maybe,
1: maybe quintessential was the word you were looking for. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't phrased well. Epic greatness. Mm.
1: Well, um, I, I mean, epic greatness. I feel like you have to say Jesus walks, Kanye West,
2: but that. Come on. First of all, is that even (laughs) nineties? Is it huh? '90s? I'm talking about '90s Christian music. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was in high school. You know what? We're gonna, Jesus walks. I'm glad we have the thing called the internet in front yeah, of I us. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: You know what? Let's not let's let's not look it up. Let's let me be wrong forever. <laughs> can I can I just have that to be wrong forever? <laughs> I miss those days. That's what I want to go back to. You
2: know what, what happened
0: when people were just wrong? Well, you know, going back to the <laughs> going back to the '90s. Um, I, you know, I was a big fan of jars of clay and third day, like how corny now when I think Mm -hmm. back a bit, but I had all the albums and I went to the shows. Uh, I, I was on the radio C91 at Liberty university and I played those albums as much as they would let me. That's
2: right. You were a DJ. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was on the air from the uh, campus. It was uh, a building that no longer exists attached to the back of DeMoss And we had a a radio station, 100 uh, 100 watts or something like that. So just enough to cover the town. And uh, I used to play all those tracks and a whole bunch that I can't even remember anymore. But uh, those are two of my favorites. Mm.
1: You know, I'll I'll correct myself. Kanye, I I was in college. Yes,
0: it came out in 03. I was
1: was in college.
2: Six best song of 2004 (laughs) by Village Voices has and job what
1: christian artist is that I don't,
2: <laughs> so i, I think I don't. for me i think my best hasn't hasn't job my best concert was supertones oh yeah um and uh pod, of POD.
1: wow i feel like ska is now a, a genre that is unto itself waiting to come back
0: it'll come back again
2: yeah. I, I say maybe five six years i heard
0: a radio a song on the radio recently that had scott influences to it but i i, yeah. I don't remember yeah. what it was i kind of forgot about it already i don't remember any songs on the radio yeah. these days
1: i don't i don't i, I feel like it's going to come back once things can get happy again <laughs> and I, I feel like the mood of our country yeah. right now is not yeah. really it's when we're
0: ready to dance
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know yeah we're we're not really ready to dance now we're like still <laughs> yeah. debating on you know should we put yeah. the children in the cages or oh, not yeah. put the children in the
2: cages yeah you gotta yeah. dance i don't know you have to shuffle
1: let's build the wall i should hey should people get paid this week or like should we just like make them work anyway <laughs> without i don't know i i what, what do you think let's, let's i want to dance this
0: god music what are you talking about
2: okay I do have a question.
1: I don't think that's the reaction. Yeah, you're right. AOC
2: is gonna leave a a, a Scott chain. So what of um have you guys heard of Goldie Hook? No, nope. yes? No, no. Punk?
1: I now I now miss Skull. I, I really I want to see the return of Skull yeah. now. I wanna be happy again. <laughs>
2: Okay, Five <laughs> Iron Frenzy. I'll wait for the, the, the return of Scott. Five Iron Frenzy. Please say you heard of Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> yes. Okay, cross <laughs> movement. Let's use some, some rap. Grits. All these classics. Yes. Okay. okay. So, okay, oh, this is this is my perfect thing. Uh, speaking of Christian rap, Lecrae. Lecrae is someone who had this great fan base, this great evangelical fan base, and then started saying, Black history is bigger and more than what's going on out there, and his um, Christian fan base left him. You know, he posted on the Fourth of July. Uh, black.
1: I feel like saying him. Christian fan base may be too generic a right. term. I think you might need to like hone in oh, on man. who ex- who exactly <laughs> left. Like, was it was it his Christian fan base? That left because I, I don't think that that's exactly what happened. White people. Do you want to? Do you want to clarify? White people okay. who
2: listened to his music left him and said said things like in the name, in, of, in Jesus. The name of Jesus. Said, in
1: the in the name of Jesus.
2: You, you used to be about the gospel, but now you're about politics and things like that, and I I can't I can't abide like i never heard such a spiritual you, I'm, I'm no man person or whatever. hot fire right we, we can't, I can't, we I can't abide, abide
1: anymore i we used to be all about the abiding and now oh,
0: yeah, yeah mm. I, you know i i've certainly um heard lecrae music and uh you know enjoyed it but i i can't name any of his songs but um, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. The, the thing is, is when it comes to when someone says something that you don't agree with, and then at that moment you decide you can no longer listen to that person's music or associate yourself as a fan at all because of one thing that you might slightly disagree with, then that's yeah. on you. You have no self-esteem, I think, or self-confidence. You, you have your own problems. And, and I think that that's true for a lot of people. Um, Yeah. So, you know, even if I happen to disagree with something that he said, why am I so fragile that I can't hear it and say, all right, well, he has, he has a very, something he thinks is important to say and good for him. But Jason, we're talking. You're right.
1: There are a lot of shades of gray here. And I, and I feel like they're being missed because of racism. Like, there are other Christian artists, you know, um, R. Kelly recently. No. All don't sorts you, of feelings. What? what no. He,
0: was, he
1: started a gospel. Wait, wait, what do you want? Is this not? Is this not? No, we His don't want to go there. not be don't want to talk no. about
2: if, if, gold, golden showers. If you've seen a lick of that, I saw five minutes of that freaking documentary <laughs> and I'm scarred for life. I will never listen to R. Kelly again.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Now there are all sorts of feelings. No. There are all sorts of feelings, Rage. and you see this. LaCrae.
2: Rage.
0: <laughs> I think you cannot. <laughs> the difference. Fucking
2: really. compare R. Kelly yeah. to look
0: Let me let me just say that. Quote me on that. Let me just say but that to my father. If you've never, uh if you've never had like the altar call speech in one of your concerts, then. There's going to be people who will say, you have not, you know, been a Christian artist. That's, you know, one kind of narrow definition. Uh oh yeah,
2: they did have altar call speeches. What the heck?
0: Right? So, you know, that oh, that man. kind of goes back to that definition of what's Christian music and what's not Christian music who happens to be done the by Christians. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh.
2: No, keep, keep going. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: you know, I feel like that is a very good point. Like it's you're actually realizing, like we have termed Christian art, really the only Christian art that is allowed has to be so tame or so um, useful to a pastor or a theologian that if if it isn't, we then say like, no, it's not. Right? Doesn't it, so in my
0: opinion. All art is art, but only a small segment um, of it happens to be tied to the ulterior motive of converting you into a Christian if you aren't already. So, and that's going back to chance.
2: <laughs> that's not how art that's works. That's what I don't that's not want how to art to works. happen. I like his expression. I like his swear words. Um, right. Ultralight Beam him and Kanye West do Ultralight Beam and Kirk Franklin and that to me is one of the, the, the greatest most epic praise songs I've ever heard like
1: you know, you know who Kirk Franklin has worked with
2: shut up I know can- oh, <laughs> I, I, no, I thought we were doing seven I mean, degrees of not. separation I- I- R. Kelly again Give me miss again I will kick you from the podcast I might be the host right now I'll kick you It's, it's so, it's, uh, oh
1: man. So also, no, there's there's one feeling,
2: feeling. this is is Charlottesville all over again. There's not, you know,
1: exactly right. Yes. Right. It's, it's, it's the, how did our Kelly's fans not have the Lecrae fans reaction? Right. Like it feels like, it feels like the two should have been swapped.
2: Yeah, you're right. But, but, and, and, and that's the danger and, and going back to, um, I'm going to beat this horse till, till it's really dead. Going back to Chance the Rapper, no, Chance the Rapper, oh, okay. um, <laughs> the, the influencers that could influence him. I worry deep down only because I was influenced this way. So it's kind of a personal way thing. Um, the influence, the influencers that could influence him could get him thinking like, you know, if I'm not doing the altar call, if I'm not saying this, doing that, then I'm not Christian enough, you know, and I'm not, again, read the Bible, learn it, learn history. um, Hopefully, you know, um, get to the point where you can also deconstruct your faith and uh, grow in it. But, Mm. but yeah, but, but don't read the, you know, don't, find this fast track evangelical way of understanding God and then saying, I got it figured out because I have all these fans that tell me I know God and and I know what I'm doing. So
0: chance, if you're listening, what we're saying is let art be art. Yes. A-R-T. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: See, I don't, I I guess I don't have that same fear or concern because I, I feel like if he does that, it will change his art and it won't connect. And if you are an artist and you make art that doesn't connect with people, you'll just
2: fade. I like to think that chance and I are kindred spirits who uh, think
0: similarly. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm.
2: Living vicariously.
0: (laughs) Yeah, You revealed a lot more Um, to us than we expected right there. What? (laughs) Okay.
2: it's music, it's it's music hits me. Yeah,
1: I can see mm-hmm. that. So you you you're saying hits you in a way that you, you know, you want to listen to a sermon and then like let's let's have some chance to rap or going so, now so instead uh, of getting getting caught f- in the loop.
2: Funny you say that. Um my wife's mm-hmm. friend came by uh from Boston to Charleston and and she is a worship leader. And she was like, what, what what worship music are you listening to these days? You know, she brings up some of the, um, the known ones like Hillsong and, um, other Bethel, it, Bethel. Yes. Bethel and things like that. And I said, funny, you should ask. And I, um, I brought out that, that song, um, ultralight beam, you know, with, with the swear words and everything else, but I mean, it has some powerful lyrics, um, I I, I brought Mm -hmm. the song, and uh, she did not see it as worship music.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, Mm. She was polite. Did you tell her if you if you play it backwards, you can actually hear the words "Maga"? (laughs)
2: No, Uh, no, she she's not that way at all. In fact, one of the reasons she wanted to visit us was just ask us our questions. Like she's white, and she wanted to ask us questions about you know being African American, and.
1: She's white and, and evangelical. Yeah, but I she's trying like, to be I uh, had an eight, 8 out of 10 chance that she... No, no,
2: no. And she, she's cool. Likes the MAGA. Liberty grad. Sounds, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, man. MAGA. But, but no, but, but she was just trying to understand where we were coming from. Yeah. And, and I was trying to explain it in a way that, like, today, my worship music is, you know, Kanye West... Chance the Rapper, and I don't mind listening to Hill songs here and there, but like um, right now, my favorite thing that, that gets me inspired is um, Run the Jewels. Wow.
1: I, I feel like what I'm hearing now is that you don't go to church because <laughs> I am <have> not
2: <laughs> no. seeing that those people yeah, played no.
1: anywhere near a house of faith. Run the Jewels.
2: <laughs> Jason, can, can you back me up on this? It's Run the Jewels worship music. I'm gonna pull up
0: some lyrics. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, once again, if you're asking me to define first, define the term worship music, um, and then answer that question, my definition of worship music is probably going to be too narrow to include "Run the Jewels," Um, and and part of it is because what's the purpose (laughs) uh, of the music, and and I don't think they have a purpose of glorifying or uh, what's the word magnifying the glory and wonder of God. Okay. Look,
2: follow me for a second. I'm going to read a couple of the lyrics and then I'm going to re-ask that question Hear what I say. We are the business today. F. is biz finished today. J. We the new PB and J. We dropped a classic today. I want to keep reading it, but I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. So right. So that.
2: Yeah. I'm.
1: I feel like I just heard a song butchered like that.
0: No, it
2: wasn't butchered. It was. It was spoken rap of RTJ.
0: Um, (laughs) But Steve, from a personal perspective, you are enjoying that music in a way that's helping making you feel uh, more whole, whole, you know, in in terms of being a a person, a human, Um, and, and that has a divine, divine impact. Uh, You know, an art can have a divine impact. In fact, you know, yes. when you, when you look at scripture and from a po- worship, a divine impact. Well, it's so here's, the, so let's let, hold on a second. Let me, let me finish my point. When, mm, I'm, when I'm, I'm taking it around, yeah. you know, if you are <laughs> reading scripture for the poetic nature and value that it can provide, it can have a divine impact that's farly different than the legal sort of logical proof that someone else might be putting to that same point of scripture to support their doctrine, right? So they might find that it's worship music because it supports their doctrines and, you know, those, those notions of God, but you might find it to be worshipful because of the poetic nature and connecting you to, you know, the divine beauty that is behind all that. It's, It's it's much more personal. So the the difference for worship music, as defined, I think, by the, most of the people who would claim to be making worship music, is that is a corporate song, a corporate experience that people who are trying to reinforce values of doctrines are singing to each other and yeah, encourage
2: Josh, I, I remember at school all the time, at Liberty, you know, we, we would gather in, in this um for convocation for chapel and the worship leader would say something along the lines of i hope you like this because this is all we're doing in heaven <laughs> do, do you recall those moments yeah
1: that i recall those moments and that was at a, at a time where i was still taking the word as gospel there and then like what heaven's just a
2: and then a pastor business? would come up and
1: say, golf as how well. Can, how, can I, how, how can I not go and yet not go to hell? I now, I now want a, I want, I want a third option. I need, I need a third
2: option. Is there a side <laughs> stage we can enjoy? <laughs> yeah. Tell me how to get to purgatory. I would just chill.
0: I am
1: looking for the
0: middle way. <laughs> even even in a lot of evangelical churches, they have realized that the term worship has been substituted for the concert at the beginning of a church uh, service, mm-hmm. and that is a huge mistake. I think for somebody, even somebody who is genuinely trying to live out the evangelical perspective, um, you know, perspective call, calling yes.
2: lifestyle, yeah,
0: lifestyle calling of uh, uh, the music at the beginning worship is missing the true depth of the term. Um and and honestly, most churches uh in this evangelical um uh, uh <laughs> paradigm <Is that> perspective <laughs> yeah, perspective have turned their services into a mini concert because that's what gets people in the door.
2: Yeah. Some people some people enjoy that. I enjoy the teaching, actually, when it's good teaching.
1: Um, So you're saying market forces have changed the definition of worship when you have people who've made careers on leading worship.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not a Um, career. I mean, there's some some biblical,
0: I mean. Your career is concert performer, by the way. It's not worship leader. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, I like how you were tactful I, I, to like truth bomb. <laughs> well, I mean, be honest, right? If you're let's okay. just say you're a worship leader, but you don't have the amazing outfit on and your hair isn't done well and you mm-hmm. don't show emotion from the stage and you don't sort of perform the song at the top level of performance. How do you do when it comes to being a worship leader? Are you are you a professional or not? That's fair I'm, I'm not arguing I'm just, I, I I I like this Jason it <laughs> took me a while to warm up I guess the point <laughs> is the point is man yeah if man. you're honestly leading worship um in mm-hmm. my opinion all you're doing is being a person who is worshiping and not being a, a concert leader it's a two, it's two different yeah. skills altogether
2: what if when I'm singing masterfully, I say, may I decrease and he increase, <laughs> he being Jesus? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, nice. I'm, if you're doing that, I'm then am to the stage, right? the stage and wow. go somewhere else and do that because worship <laughs> is personal. I'm going to do that. I'm going to maybe clap in the back.
2: Okay. Let me go back to, to wow. what I've, I've been worshiping wow. to lately because you got to hear a handful of these lyrics. I'm still, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, off the floor. Oh my, okay. so I'm, I'm not back wow. on the horse. It's alive again. <laughs> um, so mm. this is some ultralight beam. De- deliver us peace, deliver us loving. You, we know we need it. Pray for Paris, pay for the parents. This is a God dream, but this is the part that really hits me. I'm trying to keep my faith, but I'm looking for more somewhere. I can feel safe and in the holy war. I'm trying to keep my faith, you know, and then it goes, it goes on and on. It's, it's great. Like it, it hits me in a way that only a handful of other worship songs hit me. Like maybe come thou Fount" or something on occasion.
1: The old English, that's yes. what really moves me. Yeah.
2: Something about the yeah. old English. I love fount.
1: King James divorcing his wife, that's when God yes. was
2: spiritual. <laughs> yes. I, I, I love I love a King James Bible, um, songs written in the 16 <laughs> ish hundreds. And uh, no, I don't. I mean, so um, I also like the, the song Oceans, um, partially because I don't go to church as often, so it's not overplayed for me. Um. Uh,
1: <laughs> clearly not, if you're thinking that Ultralight Beam <laughs> yes. uh, and RTJ is is. Anywhere on the playlist of churches. So
2: again, this this may be a better song that helps me um, worship. Whatever Uh, this one by uh, run run the jewel run the jewels is called. Report to the shareholders. (laughs) Kill your masters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Beware horses. (laughs) I mean a horse is a horse, of course, but who rides is important. Sitting high with a uniform, barking orders, demanding order. I'm scared that I talk too much about what's going on. I think I, I got to get away with this. They might drag me away for this. Put me in a cage for this. I might pay for this. And so I like a little bit of this, where he's talking about how, like, you know, beware of of those that command power that are telling you what to do, um, and it may put your life in danger. It's like he's basically. Talking from the the perspective of John the Baptist or someone like that.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: Balaam, and now we are back full circle to oh, Balaam's man. donkey. It's
2: a good story, kids. Balaam's donkey, so so yeah, so I don't know. I mean, some people are just <laughs> an ass. Real morals. Well, I I think we've solved it. So I'm glad you guys don't share my um. No,
1: I, Steve, I I will come in and I will say, I think there is something prophetic to yes. run the jewels prophetic in, a, worship. in a way that we don't really, we don't like to study the prophets. We kind of, we, when we study the prophets, we study them in a way of like, this is what the word of the Lord that came to these men. Yeah. And we, we ignore the circumstance of like, oh, and by the way, when they said this, everybody just like, will you shut the fuck up? Elijah, please. Was the, was the, was the, like, these are people who did not, you know, yes, they were brought before kings only, like, I guess almost like, uh, you know, like uh, book writers Mm -hmm. or consultants, like, only once what they say actually trends and, like, oh, turns out they were right. Bring them here. Let's get, let's get the book tour going. That's, that was more the life of a prophet than uh what you what you usually hear which is almost is you can see it done in the life of mlk i think you know you you see churches now Mm -hmm. every mlk day like let's go ahead and say something nice by the way when he was alive we could not care less like we didn't do anything in fact we were kind of annoyed with his existence and then he started talking about poor people. And that's when we knew oh, we man. had to kill this nigga.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, so going back to the Bible, right? Like it's sort of revisionist history. Um, Solomon could, and, and Gamora are, are blown up for not being generous with their wealth, not being kind, overlooking the poor. But the evangelical perspective is they had gay people. And it's, it's frustrating. Or, you know, or the book of Jonah. And Jonah, the main focus is, can you forgive Nineveh, this destroyer and pillager and raper of nations? Um, because God's forgiving them. Can Israel forgive them? And instead, we're like, isn't it cool that a great big fish swallowed Jonah? Like, God's great. He... You know, he lived three days inside the fish. And if you don't believe that he lived three days inside the fish, then maybe you're not Christian. Then pre- yeah. then pre- prepare to die because I'm going yeah. all the way then, on this then, hill. Then maybe you're not Christian, but <laughs> if you can't learn to forgive those who who have hurt you and wronged you and wronged your neighbors, um, that's okay. And that's the main impetus of the story: is can you love those who have wronged you? Um, period.
1: Well, I think the, what the the story has been translated into a story that people who love order, um, will hear easily, which is Jonah didn't do what he was told. He was told to go and he tried not to see what happens. See what happens when you, when you go against the order of the Lord.
2: Well, this is, this has been good guys. I've, I've enjoyed every, every moment of this and, um, me, me, I, you me know, too? I've
1: enjoyed it too. I, you know, I like, I like the Nineveh. I enjoyed it more. I like, uh, uh, you know, I would, I would want to say when you mentioned that Abraham story of, you know, mm-hmm. Lot and his wife, I wish that it was put more, put forward more often that, you know, we, we kind of gloss over Abraham's gambit where, you know, him, him and the Lord, the Lord says, I'm going to destroy this city. And Abraham says, what if you, what if I can find some righteous men? And the Lord says, oh, then I wouldn't do it then. Absolutely. Where are they? (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Hold on, Lord. Hold on. Let me, how about three, Lord? How about three? Sure thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. At three, three, I would not destroy this city. Where are they? Okay, Lord. Um, can you, can you please just save my nephew? That's, that's all I want. Really? Just, just, just get my nephew out, please. It's good, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, Abraham, it's good. Yeah, Abraham's that's gambit. Yeah, that's that's part of it. It's good. It's good. It's part of the story too. Um, <laughs> the story, the story that you you will not hear from the pulpit. No. Well, we 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 have, and again, um, I mean, I guess we can circle back in with this. Um, I, I think the end thing here is beware of people telling you a. Narrow narrative that fits their worldview, and oftentimes politics and nationalism and all of that. And um, chance, um, as a one kindred spirit to another. um, Just, just be careful. Study well. Be careful.